my dear listeners, and welcome to Counter Melody. It is I, your host, Daniel Gundlach, and as always, I'm committed to bringing you the voices of beloved singers, often focusing on unexpected facets of their artistry. You will also be hearing less celebrated but equally treasurable artists who deserve our attention and respect. I'm honored to have you join me on this ongoing mutual journey of discovery. And now, without any further ado, let's get down to today's business. Great singers and great singing. Hi everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Counter Melody. First off, thank you so much for those of you who tuned in to my Margaret Marshall birthday tribute and let me know how much you enjoyed it. I'm very proud to say that among those who were pleased were both Margaret and her daughter Nicola. So thank you both for that, and thank you all for your very enthusiastic words. I need to make an observation about this week's episode. I put the set list together on Wednesday daytime here in Germany, so it doesn't really reflect the chaos and anarchy and the attempted coup made by the psychotic right wing on the nation's capital that occurred later in the day. Instead, we had just received the good news about the flipping of the Senate, and with that in mind, here's Mildred Bailey to offer a little commentary. Georgia! 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 Georgia. No peace I find. Just an old sweet song keeps Georgia on my mind. Can't forget you, it's true. Keeps Georgia on my Now on to today's episode, Voiceless Wonders. The emphasis here is less on voiceless and more on wonders. I want to talk about singers and performers that made a huge artistic impact without having refined, refulgent voices. I actually would say that most of the voices that we're going to hear today are captivating in one sense or another, but they're not necessarily intrinsically beautiful voices. And often, the singers that we're discussing did not have a faulty technique. They simply didn't have the biggest, most gorgeous voice out there. They weren't Eileen Farrell. They weren't Eleanor Stieber. They weren't Ettore Bastianini. They weren't Alexander Kipnis, among many others that I could name. Nevertheless, even with limited vocal means, they make a profound statement. As an example of that very phenomenon, I'm going to offer perhaps a surprising example. This is what I consider to be the definitive performance of the song Moon River. Who might I be offering, you ask? None other than Audrey Hepburn. 
As we know, she was not even considered a singer. Her voice was dubbed in various films that she made, most famously slash notoriously in My Fair Lady a few years after Breakfast at Tiffany's. But listen to the intention. Listen to the beautiful way in which she inflects the words. Listen to all of the emotion and the sentiment and the clarity that she infuses into this song. I don't think it's ever been bettered. I have a huge cross-section of voiceless wonders to offer to you today over many different genres, and I was having difficulty putting the episode together. So I resorted to my aleatoric method of typing out all of the names into a table, then cutting each cell of the table into a separate piece, putting it all in my trusty knit cap and pulling them out one after the other. I knew I wanted to start with Moon River, and I knew which songs I wanted to end with. But in between, it was catch as catch can. So we're going to have a really interesting juxtaposition from one number to the next. And we're going to begin with the second of Maurice Ravel's Chanson Madécas. This is the one called Awa, Méfiez-vous des Blancs. It's sung by the woman who premiered the cycle, the French soprano-slash-mezzo-soprano Madeleine Gray, who also was an early interpreter of Joseph Conteloube's Chant d'Auvergne. Often, the chansons madécas are done by the most lush-voiced singers, and often in very convincing and compelling performances. But I would posit that nobody approaches what Madeleine Gray does with this song. She is not afraid to let the rage of the text come in direct countervalence with the sound that she is emitting. Listen to this first awa and how she releases the tone with this cry. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. 
I once read a comment that the second of the Chanson Marécas was a perfect illustration of racial hatred. I completely disagree with this. I think it's a song about the evils of white imperialism. That's what I think it's about. And this singer tells us all of the things that the whites did when they descended on the island of Madagascar and how much they lied and how the native population has been able to reclaim their island for themselves and finally live freely away from the evil influence of those white invaders. Now I'm going to play the rest of the song for you as well. Maurice Ravel himself was present at the recording sessions for this 1932 recording. Now, how about flipping into something completely different? This is a recording by the German singer-actress Hildegard Knief. She was known in the U.S. for certain film roles, as well as creating the central role in Cole Porter's musical Silk Stockings. Her name was respelled and mispronounced for a U.S. audience, but here's Hildegard Knief many years later, about 20 years after the Silk Stockings, singing the title track to Strauss and Adams's musical Applause, but auf Deutsch as Applaus. I've never heard an angrier version of this song. I'm only playing a portion of it, but I hope it makes you laugh as much as it made me laugh. Was ist der Grund für den Beruf? Nur der Applaus. 
wie eine Sucht, die man verflucht, ist der Applaus. Die Steuern sind hoch, die Kritiken sind mies, du bleibst aber doch auf den Bretten. Das Lampenfieber rüttelt dich, der Lappen geht auf. Du hörst eine Hand, berührt eine Hand und du bist eine andere Frau. Ja, du spürst, wie du wächst, denn du bist verhext. Durch den Applaus, durch den Applaus, durch den Applaus. Listening to that again, I think that is the German version of Playfulness. I have a very special recording for you that is by the sister of George and Ira Gershwin. This is Frances Gershwin. She was not a professional singer, but she made an album in 1973 called For George and Ira. Often, Frances would be the very first person to sing through these songs with George and Ira. She would often make suggestions. She was so tuned in to the wordplay, to the harmonic inflections, to all of the subtleties of these songs. And that's certainly true of this one. Here she's accompanied by Alfred Simon in Someone to Watch Over Me. There's a saying old says that love is blind. Still we're often told, seek and ye shall find. So I'm looking for a certain lad I've had in mind. Looking everywhere. Haven't found him yet He's the big affair I cannot forget Only man I ever think of with regret And yet I'd like to add his initial to my monogram Tell me where is the shepherd for this lost Somebody I'm longing to see I hope that he turns out to be Someone who'll watch over me I'm a little lamb who's lost in the wood I know I could always be good The next 
election that popped up in my I Ching was the Viennese tenor Julius Patzak. Probably his most famous recording is the Das Lied von der Erde with Bruno Walter, which was one of Kathleen Ferrier's last recorded performances. He's often been criticized for his lack of voice there, but it's important to remember about Patzak that he sang some dramatic tenor parts, including Herod and Florestan. He also was a magnificent interpreter of operetta and of Viennese song. And that's what I'm going to treat you to right now from his later years. Here's a 1958 recording of Wien, Du Stadt, Meiner Träume by Rudolf Sitchinski. He's accompanied here by the Grinzinger Schrammelnd Orchester. This couldn't be a more evocative example of Old Vienna. Ob ich müde nicht, nur hoff ich recht spät, muss ich einmal fort von der Welt. Geschieden muss sein von Liebe und Wein, weil alles, wie es kommt, auch vergeht. Ach, das wird ganz schön, ich traf ja nichts gehen, ich flieg doch in. Seht sich mich hin, schau runter auf Wien, der Steffel, der grüßt ja herauf. Dann hört ich aus weiter Ferne ein Lied, das klingt und singt, das lockt und zieht. from that kind of intoxication to something completely different, I must explain. This episode is dedicated to my dear friend David. I sometimes refer to him on my podcast as my not-boyfriend. He's not terribly fond of that designation, but I don't know how else to describe him. He's my dear, dear, dear friend. He's my ex. He's my roommate. He's been my partner in lockdown. In short, he is my family. This episode is in honor of his birthday, which is coming up this week. So I gave him a choice of what he would like to hear on the episode. And he said, please, please do the Voiceless Wonders episode that you've been planning. So this is for David. 
One of the songs that he remembered from his youth and that he really wanted to hear on the podcast was this extraordinarily chaotic number called I Couldn't Get High. The perpetrators, if you will, are the Fugs. Originally, they were called, yes, you know what they were called, and they had to change their name so that they could actually make public appearances and recordings without being censored for their very name. So here are the Fugs, and this is their song, I Couldn't Get High, written by one of their members, Ken Weaver. This recording's from 1965. Enjoy! Ching has now designated that I play for you a recording by one of my very favorite voiceless wonders, that is Pierre Bernac, who of course was the musical partner and sometime romantic partner of the composer Francis Poulenc. This 1950 recording is the final song from Poulenc's Calligram cycle, poems by Guillaume Apollinaire. It's the song Voyage. The poem describes a landscape through which the poet is traveling and concludes with the words, C'est ton visage que je ne vois plus. This is your face that I no longer see. Oh, 
This next one is also a song and performance that David specifically requested. This is from the 1996 National Theatre production of A Little Night Music. The role of Desiree was performed by Judy Dench. Her performance of Send in the Clowns is some kind of definitive. I love singing this song myself, but more prodigiously voiced performers miss the rage in this text, the self-disgust, the insecurity that Judy Dench brings in this performance. Isn't it rich? Are we a pair? Love fast, my 
my fault, I fear I thought that you'd want what I want Sorry, my dear But where are the clowns? Quick, send in the clowns Don't bother They're There are so many pop singers who didn't have exquisite voices, but who had voices that were full of character. And here's a perfect example of that. This is a portion of Lou Reed's song Walk on the Wild Side from his 1972 album Transformer. The characters depicted in this song were all members of Andy Warhol's factory. Those of you with any knowledge of any of this will recognize Hollywood Long. Candy Darling, Joe D'Alessandro. People have retroactively accused Lou Reed of being transphobic. I don't think that's true. Certain terminology wouldn't be used today, but I think it's a terrific song, and it's all about that seamy underside of respectability, something that perhaps more of us should be aspiring to. Holly came from Miami, FLA. Hitchhiked away across USA Plucked her eyebrows on the way Shaved her legs and then he was a she She says, hey babe, take a walk on the wild side Said, hey honey, take a walk on the wild side Candy came from out on the island In the back room she was everybody's darling But she never lost her head Even when she was given head She says, hey babe, take a walk on the wild side Said, hey babe, take a walk on the wild side And the colored girls go do 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 
This next is a song that is very dear to my heart by an actor that I esteem and revere. The actor is Melina Mercuri. The song was known widely as Never on Sunday. A more accurate translation would be The Children or the Sons of Piraeus. It is the title song of the film Never on Sunday that was directed by Mercuri's husband, Jules Dassin, or Jules Dassin, and which featured Mercuri in an award-winning performance. I'll never forget going to see this at the MoMA Cinema with my then-boyfriend, who is Greek. I had never seen the film before. The scene in which Mercury's character puts this tune on her record player and sings along with it is one of the greatest moments in all cinematic history. is by a performer, by a personality who can't be defined with a simple designation. That is Lotelenia. I featured her on the podcast before. I promised that you'd be hearing her this season. Here she is in a 1955 recording of Den wie man sich bettet from Aufstieg und Fall der Stadt Mahagoni by her husband Kurt Weil with lyrics by Bertolt Brecht. This is a 1955 recording, and she rewrites some of the vocal lines, but who the hell cares? I've never heard this text delivered with more caustic directness than Lenya does here. Meine Herren, mein Freund, der sagte mir damals ins Gesicht das Größte auf Erden ist Liebe und an Morgen denkt man da nicht. Ja, Liebe, das ist leicht gesagt, doch solang man täglich älter wird, da wird nicht nach Liebe gefragt. Da muss man seine kurze Zeit benutzen. Ein Mensch ist kein Tier. Denn wie man sich bettet, so liegt man. Es deckt einen Tag. 
wird einer getreten, dann bist du. Denn wie man sich bettet, so liegt man. Es deckt einen da keiner zu. Sticking with the voiceless wonder theme, but choosing a completely different side of musical theater, if you will. Here's a song from Lady Be Good, performed by the original stars, Fred Astaire and his sister Adele Astaire. In this 1926 recording of Hang On To Me, they are accompanied by none other than George Gershwin. I recommend that you look up the entire thing because I edited out George Gershwin's extraordinary keyboard solo in the middle of the recording. It's something that must be heard, but for reasons of timing, I've just cut it out and I apologize. But you can find it. It's readily available. Trouble may hum us, shadows around us, never mind, my dear. Don't be downhearted when we get started, they will disappear. Listen to brother while we meet other. a performer that my dear David loves very much, and rightly so. I've also featured her on the podcast, a much earlier recording of her appearance in the West End in Kiss Me Kate. This is the cabaret singer Julie Wilson. There are those who might take issue with me saying that she's a voiceless wonder, but it's not her voice that draws us to her. It's her extraordinary interpretation. I'm offering here a truncated version of her 1987 recording of I'm Still Here, accompanied by William Roy. The guts, the sarcasm, the determination, the fuck you that she brings to this song is so extraordinary. I love her. I love this performance. Julie Wilson, Stephen Sondheim's I'm Still Here from his Follies. I've been through Reno. I've been through Beverly Hills. And I'm here. Weefers and vino, rest cures, religion and pills. But I'm here. Been called a pinko, 
commie tool Got through it stinko by my pool I should have gone to an acting school That seems clear Still someone said she's sincere So I'm here Black Sable one day Next day it goes into hock But I'm here Top billing Monday Tuesday you're touring in stock But I'm here First you're another slow-eyed vamp Then someone's mother Then your camp Then you career from career to career I'm almost through my memoirs And I'm here I've gotten through Hey lady, aren't you? Who says, wow, what a looker you were Or better yet, sorry, I thought you were Who says, whatever happened to her? Good times and bum times, I've seen them all, and my dear, I'm still here. Plus velvet sometimes, sometimes just pretzels and beer. But I'm here, I've run the gamut, A to Z. Three cheers and damn it, say la vie. I got through all of last year, and I'm here. Lord knows at least I've been there, and I'm here. There are a number of voiceless tenors in particular that I'm offering today. There were so many that I could have picked from, and I may very well put together an episode of voiceless tenors in the future. Here's one, the most famous, perhaps, Hugues Crinot, the Swiss tenor who lived to the age of 108, and at this point, in his mid-70s, recorded the song by Francis Poulenc and Louis Aragon called C. It's an extraordinary anti-war song. Every line of the poem ends with the syllable C. J'ai traversé les ponts de sea, c'est là que tout a commencé, etc. Crinot is accompanied in this 1978 performance by Jeffrey Parsons. Oh. 
This next performance completely blows my mind. It's by the British baritone Harry Plunkett Green. He may not be well remembered today, but he gave the first performances and was the dedicatee of works by composers such as Edward Elgar, Rayfon Williams, Arthur Somerville, and many others. He was most known as a recital singer and an oratorio artist. As he was approaching the age of 70, he made this recording in January 1934 of Der Leiermann from Franz Schubert's cycle Winterreise. He does it in English translation as the hurdy-gurdy man. It is positively chilling. I've never heard another recording quite like it. Positively bone-chilling, rhapsodic, I would say, in its expression of despair and madness. Yonder stands a poor old hurdy-gurdy man And with frozen fingers plays as best he can Barefoot shuffling sidelong on the icy way Not a single penny in his empty tray Not a single penny in his empty tray Seems to heed him, no one stops to hear. Only snarling mongrels care to venture near. Little does he trouble, come whatever may. Till his hurdy-gurdy drones and drones away Still his hurdy-gurdy drones and drones away Wonderful old 
British artist who made many wonderful recordings, wrote amazing theatre pieces, and composed music, and was as well an extraordinary cabaret singer, as well as a gay icon, is Noel Coward. Here he is singing his song from his operetta Bittersweet, I'll See You Again, in a 1938 recording that is breathtaking in its expressivity. I'll see you again whenever spring breaks through again. Time may lie heavy between, but what has been can leave me never. Your dear memory throughout my life will come to me. Though my world has gone awry, though the years my tears may dry, I shall love you till I die. Here's an example from a musical that came along much, much later. I'm talking about Kander and Ebb's late collaboration, The Visit, which is based on Friedrich Dürrenmatt's play, Der Besuch der alten Dame. Though it is not the most obvious choice for a musical, it has, in fact, been turned into a musical twice. In my opinion, this is the much more successful version than the one that was done for the Vereinigte Wien, which was typically glossy and, shall we say, facile. But Cheetah Rivera, who portrayed the role of Claire, is anything but facile in Kandra Neb's version. Here she is singing the heartbreaking and gut-wrenching song, Love and Love Alone, in this performance from the original cast recording from 2015. When you're young, Oh, so strong What can prove you wrong Love and love alone When the sun Seems forever bright What can dim its light Love and love alone So beware young love lost in a kiss There's a truth young love 
I had mentioned that I have a bunch of voiceless pop singers for you today. We've already heard the Fugs. We've heard Lou Reed. Here's Bob Dylan. This is his song, Subterranean Homesick Blues, from his 1965 release, Bringing It All Back Home. John is in the basement, mixing up the medicine. I'm on the pavement, thinking about the government. The man in a trench coat, batch out, laid off. Says he's got a bad cough, wants to get it paid off. Look out, kid. It's something you did God knows when But you're doing it again You better duck down the alleyway Looking for a new friend A man in a coonskin cap In a pig pen Wants eleven dollar bills You only got ten Maggie comes fleet foot Face full of black soot Talking at the heat Put plants in the bed But the phone's tapped anyway Maggie says the many Say they must bust an early man Orders from the DA Look out kid Don't matter what you did But walk on your tiptoes Don't tie no bows Better stay away from those That carry around a fire hose Keep a clean nose Wash the clean clothes You don't need a weatherman To know which way the wind blows Short pants, romance Learn to dance, get dressed, get blessed Tired of these success Please her, please him Buy gifts, don't steal, don't lift Twenty years of schooling And they put you on the day shift Look out, kid They keep it all hid Better jump down a manhole Light yourself a candle Don't wear sandals Try to forge the scandal Don't wanna be a bum You better chew gum The pump don't work Cause the vandals took the handle Now we're going to do a complete flip, a comic turn, from Jacques Offenbach's masterpiece, Les Contes d'Offman. This is the French comedian Bourville, who participated in this 1948 recording from the Opéra Comique, conducted by André Clutin. Here he sings the role of Franz, the servant, in the Antonia act, and he sings this complaining song, Jour et nuit, je me mets en quatre. This song is 
is a wonderful opportunity for Compromario singers. There were some fantastic versions of this to choose from. Nico Castel is one of them. Alessio de Paulis was another one. Michel Seneschal, who we'll hear in a few minutes in other repertoire, is another one. And of course, Ucrino recorded it memorably as well. Bourville has a characterful voice, and perhaps surprisingly, with a voice this strange, he actually performed in a number of operetta productions, including the French version of Bienatsky's Im Weissen Röse, which in French is called L'Auberge du Cheval Blanc. Jour et nuit, je me mets en quatre au moindre signe, je me tais. C'est tout comme si je chantais mon corps non, si je chantais de ses mépris, il lui faudrait rabattre. Je chante seul, quelquefois, mais chanter n'est pas commode. Ce n'est pourtant pas la voix qui me fait défaut, je crois. Non, c'est la méthode, c'est la méthode, c'est la méthode. Since we're having a little humor, I decided I couldn't do an episode on Voiceless Wonders without bringing you a performance by one of my favorite character actors, Dodie Goodman, who of course is most prominent in my experience portraying the role of Martha, Mary Hartman's mother, in the 70s evening soap opera. Mary Hartman! Mary Hartman! Dodie Goodman was a seasoned Broadway performer. Might be worth looking her up on IBDB, people. You might be surprised at the things that she appeared in. She also made one single LP of songs called Dodie Goodman Sings with a question mark from 1958. This song is called Tranquilizers and it's very funny. And it's also an interesting insight into the kinds of crises that might disrupt the life of an American housewife from that period of time. I also think that given what's going on in the world right now, it might not hurt any of us to have a little tranquilizing. Now the landlord's already dispossessed us and a cop's dropping over to arrest us and all the water in the drain backs up again and everything's going my way cause I've got tranquilizers Tranquilizers, you can have your town, I'll keep taking Milltown. Tranquilizers, tranquilizers, mercy, I'm completely underwhelmed. As I look through the door, I see Lucinda, and Lucinda is falling out the window. And I just heard from Sonny's room, the crash of doom. My, the moon is nice tonight. As the dog chews the 
telephone receiver. I see baby is playing with the cleaver. And now my husband's crossed a wire, and he's on fire. Oh, really, something should be done. I know I'll take a tranquilizer. Tranquilizer, comes a conniption, get a new prescription. Tranquilizer, tranquilizers. But each time I do and tell him what I'm going through, for every tranquilizer I take, the doctor has to take care. Another thing that might be a good antidote to what's going on in the world right now is some good raunchy sex. Yes, that's what I said. But I think for a lot of people that just ain't happening in these days of pandemic. But here is a fantastic recording of the Fats Waller, Andy Razov song, My Handyman, performed in this 1980 recording by Alberta Hunter, who was also featured on my episode about the year 1935. It's nice to know that even 45 years later, she was still getting down and dirty. I love this recording from her release Amtrak Blues. Now whoever said a good man was hard to find positively absolutely sure was blind because I've just found the best man that ever was and here's just a few of the things that he does. Ow. He shakes my ashes greases my griddle Churns my butter and he strokes my fiddle. Oh, my man is such a handy man. Now he threads my needle and he creams my wheat, heats my heater and he chops my meat. He's a mess. My man is such a handy man. Now he never has a single word to say while he's working hard, poor soul. And I'd give anything if you could see the way. He handles my front yard. Now my ice never gets a chance to melt away. Cause he sees that I get a nice fresh piece every day. My man is such a handy Now it's time for a little bit more raunch. That's from our favorite drag actor, Divine. This is his 1982 hit, Shoot Your Shot. Dave and I were discussing this last night, and he said that he thought that Anthony Fauci should name this as the theme song encouraging people to get vaccinated. I think it's a great idea. 
I was saying I thought it was about playing pool, but I think it works even better in the context of getting that shot. I just want to tell you all that I have been thinking of ways to shorten the episodes, and I think what I'm going to do, starting in two weeks, is to give you episodes that are approximately an hour long, and then take the additional material and turn it into a bonus episode. It seems to be the smartest idea I've had in some time. And for those of you who are interested in the bonus episodes, of which there are already nine, you can become a supporter of mine on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash countermelody. For any monthly contribution from $2 on up, you can gain access to all the bonus material that I have posted and will continue to post on a near-weekly basis in the very near future. again to all of you for your enthusiastic support, whether you're a listener, a patron, a subscriber, or just someone who is helping to get the word out. Believe me, I appreciate you all. I treasure you all. Thank you so much. And now let's return to the program. There's another quote-unquote voiceless singer, the German Spieltenor Gerhard Stolze, who sings the role of Mime, for instance, on Georg Scholte's Ring recording, the role of Herod on Birgit Nielsen's Salome recording, the role of Egist, again, on Nielsen and Scholte's Elektra. This is, I gotta say, one of the ugliest voices that I've ever heard, based on some recordings that I've been listening to. It also sounds to have been a very substantial substantial voice. Here he is in just a single verse of the Roasted Swan song from Karl Orff's Carmina Burana. I think Gerhard Stolze must have been the definitive Roasted Swan. These days, this part tends to be given to countertenors, and it exploits the absolute weakest parts of their voices, 
It is supposed to sound like a swan that is roasting on the spit, singing of its discomfort, sense of injustice, and terror as he sees the gnashing teeth approaching him at the end. I think Gerhard Stolze captures all of those things beautifully. This is from Eugen Jochum's recording from 1967, featuring Gundula Janowitz as the soprano, and I don't know who the baritone is on this. It's not any anybody worth even thinking about. I had mentioned Michel Sénéchal to you a few minutes ago. Here he is in a 1957 recording of excerpts from Georges Bizet's opera Ivan IV, Ivan IV. This is by far the most famous excerpt from that peculiar piece. This is called Ouvre ton coeur. It's one of those boleros, if you will, that has a slight exotic tinge to it. It brings to mind Hector Berlioz's song Zaide. It's similar in rhythmic drive and elan. Sénéchal gives it an exquisite and very easeful and accomplished performance here. Here's a singer who maybe shouldn't be included among voiceless wonders. He's the superb Viennese baritone Erich Kunz. I find his vocal endowment to be not at all commensurate with his artistic insight and overall characterizations. He was a member of the very important Wiener Staatsoper Ensemble in the years following World War II. Here he is in 1954 
singing a beautiful Wiener Lied called Es steht ein alter Nussbaum, in which the old nut tree of which he speaks becomes a symbol of old Vienna. An die Kraft der Trauben will ich fröhlich glauben, jeden Sonntag pilgrich zum Wein. Gib mich in den Träumen, lausche mit den Bäumen, lass mir erzählen von Freude und Leid aus verklungener Zeit. Steht ein euder Nussbaum traust in heilgen Stadt, der Timme blaue Zeiten noch gesehen hat. Er trägt noch immer hoch das grüne Haupt, obwohl in hundert Herbste schon entlaubt. Er kennt die süßen Geschichten. Aus der Reim und Zeit träumt von Strauß und Lanne, Feuer Seligkeit und sieht heut die Wiener Leut zum Wein noch Nussdorf ziehen. Da sagt er glücklich, Wien bleibt immer Wien. Now I'm going to have some recordings by extraordinary recitalists that had less than extraordinary voices. The first is the Danish mezzo-soprano. I've always known her as Pauf La Friche. I was corrected by my Danish colleague. Her name is actually pronounced in Danish Paula Fries or something like that. Paula Fries. Yeah. She's an artist that takes some getting used to from our present-day sensibilities. There's really not much voice there at all, but she has such clarity, such a profound connection with the words and the music. She was very popular throughout the world, especially in the United States. The reviewer, Vernon Crane, wrote of her in The Musical Courier. It isn't what she did or what she does, it's what she is. Fris is the song she sings. That is pretty damn high praise, and again, I had to live with her for a while before I came to appreciate her more fully. She was also known as a very important interpreter of what at the time were contemporary works. Here's a song by Randall Thompson to a poem by Eleanor Wiley called Velvet Shoes. It's an evocation of walking in the snow with a special companion. She's accompanied by the American pianist and composer Celius Dougherty in this 1940 recording.
This next one might be my favorite piece of the entire episode. It's a song by Alec Wilder. I've played a few excerpts from Alec Wilder in recent episodes, performances by Roberta Alexander and Eileen Farrell. This one is an extraordinary song called Did You Ever Cross Over to Sneedon's? It's also known sometimes as Sneedon's Landing. The performer is the extraordinary Mabel Mercer, born in the UK, she became one of the leading lights in the New York cabaret scene. In this 1954 recording, she performs this song that was written expressly for her. I cannot say enough about the depth of her artistry. We go from a casual reminiscence of a particular place to a painful memory to finally the realization that the person singing the song and the person being a dressed in the song will never again meet at Sneedon's or anywhere else. Did you go to the school by the river? Did you spend all your young days there? Did you ever cross over to Sneedon's with the setting sun blessing your hair? Did you ever cross over to Sneedon's where the white houses cling to the hill Did you ever cross over to Sneedon's Do you think that you ever will Is a past like a dream in remembrance Can you see now the frock you wore On the day that you started for Sneedon's from that far away strangely still shore long I waited that day at the river long I waited my heart beat fast long I planned what I'd say when you landed and I waited till And I know that I see you no more 
Did you ever cross over to Sneedon's Where the white houses cling to the hill Did you ever cross over to Sneedon's Do you think that you ever Moving now to the rarefied world of the French Melodie, we have the mezzo-soprano Jeanne Batory in this 1929 self-accompanied recording of Claude Debussy and Paul Verlaine's Colloque Sentimental. It's the dialogue between two ghosts who are walking through a barren park in the middle of the night. Like Paula Fris, Jeanne Batory also was at the forefront of the creation of new vocal work. For instance, she gave the premiere of Maurice Ravel's Histoire Naturelle. She also worked very closely with most of the composers of Les Six, and here she gives an extraordinarily vivid performance, even with a voice that, while strange-sounding, is perfectly technically balanced, and as an artist she is extraordinarily alert to the different characters depicted and the contrasting emotions of this song.
Years ago, I was asking a friend of mine who I had gone to school with and had moved to Paris to give me some recommendations of French pop singers that I should listen to. And at the very top of his list was the artist named Barbara. I purchased two CDs of Barbara and I just didn't get it. I thought her voice sounded like steel wool, so raspy, so unpleasant that I absolutely could not listen to her. One might say that in American pop music, that sort of disjunction is encountered in the songs of Tom Waits or Leonard Cohen when they perform their own music. But Barbara composed so many songs. This is probably her most famous song. It's called L'Aigle Noir, The Black Eagle. The recording was released in 1970. There is a good deal of debate among those who are interested in her work as to if this song is actually written about incestuous encounters that were visited upon her by her father during World War II, or if it is a more benign story that is told here. What is beyond debate is that the singer describes a dreamscape in which a black eagle appears out of nowhere and caresses the singer, who then asks the eagle to take her to a better world where she can transcend the hardship of this present-day life. Un beau jour, ou peut-être une nuit, près d'un lac, je m'étais endormi, quand soudain, semblant crever le ciel, Et venant à nulle part Surgit un aigle noir Lentement Les ailes déployées Lentement Je le vis tournoyer Près de moi Dans un bruit s'amantel Comme tombé du ciel L'oiseau vint se poser Il avait les yeux couleur rubis Et des plumes couleur de la nuit À son front brillant de mille L'oiseau roi couronné Portait un diamant bleu Son bec, il a touché ma joue. Dans ma main, il a glissé son cou. C'est alors que je l'ai reconnu. Surgissant du passé, il m'est revenu. Dis l'oiseau, on dit en main de moi. Retournons au pays d'autrefois Comme avant dans mes rêves d'enfant Pour cueillir en tremblant Des étoiles et des étoiles Comme avant dans mes rêves d'enfant Comme avant Être faiseur de 
this next song has a complicated history, was composed by the activist and schoolteacher Abel Mirapol after Julius and Ethel Rosenberg were murdered by the U.S. government. Abel Mirapol and his wife adopted their two sons. Among other extraordinary things that Abel Mirapol did, he composed this poem called Strange Fruit, which was published in a communist magazine. He then sought to have the song set to music, but all of the potential composers he approached felt unequal to the challenge. And so he composed his own music to it and eventually saw to it that Billie Holiday become aware of the song. She took it on. It became the song most closely associated with her. It is a wrenching description of lynchings of African-American people in the American South. And now a little tune written especially for me, Strange Fruit. Many feel that the strain of performing this deeply disturbing song was directly responsible for Billie Holiday's early demise. Here she is in a telecast from London in March 1959, singing the song Strange Fruit. Southern trees bear strange fruit Blood on the leaves And blood at the root Black bodies swinging In the southern breeze Strange fruit hanging From the poplar trees Pastoral scene of the gallant South, the bulging eyes and the twisted mouth, scent of magnolia, sweet and fresh. Then the sudden smell of burning flesh. Here is a fruit for the crows to pluck, for the rain together, for the wind. To suck for the sun to rot for the tree to drop. Here is a strange and bitter. Right. 
after something that disturbing, there's only one place that I know of to turn to, and that is to the music of Bach. Here's a performance by the German tenor Helmut Krebs. He's well known from his many recordings of Bach and Heinrich Schütz and other similar composers in the 1950s and 60s. He also had a remarkably large repertoire on the operatic stage, but I think it's safe to say that he's best remembered these days for his Bach performances. This is a 1960 recording from Bach's cantata number one. 166, wo gehst du hin, called Ich will an den Himmel denken, I will think on heaven. And again, just like in the episode last week featuring Margaret Marshall, we hear this beautiful interplay between the obligato instruments and the solo voice, which becomes yet another instrument in the musical texture. podcast, I have two performances here to leave you with. The first is by Marlene Dietrich. She is an indescribable, unput-in-a-boxable figure. When one hears her sing this song, a German translation of Pete Seeger's Where Have All the Flowers Gone, known here in German as Sag mir, wo die Blumen sind, one must remember what an important and fearless performer she was during World War II. In some ways, her glory years were during those years of war, and yet she saw up close and personal the price that so many of those soldiers paid. This performance from Düsseldorf in October 1962 is from a UNICEF gala. It also doesn't hurt to remember that at this point, Dietrich was very 
much considered a traitor by many Germans, many of whom still resent her going over to, quote, the enemy side and betraying her fellow Germans. Her point here is that no matter what one's nationality, the spoils of war are always the same. Das Lied, das ich für Sie singen werde, ist ein amerikanisches Lied, für das Max Kolpe den deutschen Text geschrieben hat. Sag mir, wo die Blumen sind. La chanson que je vais vous chanter est une chanson américaine pour laquelle Rousseau a écrit les paroles françaises. Où sont parties toutes les fleurs? Where have all the flowers gone? Young girls pick them, everyone. When will they ever learn? Sag mir, wo die Blumen sind. Wo sind sie geblieben? Sag mir, wo die Blumen sind. Was ist geschehen? Sag mir, wo die Blumen sind. Mädchen pflückten sie geschehen. Wann wird man je verstehen? Wann wird man je verstehen? Sag mir, wo die Mädchen sind, wo sind sie geblieben? Sag mir, wo die Mädchen sind, was ist geschehen? Sag mir, wo die Mädchen sind, Männer nahmen sie geschwind. Wann wird man je verstehen? Wann wird man je verstehen? Sag mir, wo die Männer sind, wo sind sie geblieben? Sag mir, wo die Männer sind, was ist geschehen? Sag mir, wo die Männer sind, zogen fort, der Krieg beginnt. Wann wird man je verstehen? Wann wird man je verstehen? Sag, wo die Soldaten sind, wo sind sie geblieben? Sag, wo die Soldaten sind, was ist geschehen? Sag, wo die Soldaten sind, übergräben weht der Wind. Wann wird man je verstehen? Wann wird man je verstehen? Sag mir, wo die Gräber sind, wo sind sie geblieben? Sag mir, wo die Gräber sind, was ist geschehen? Sag mir, wo die Gräber sind, Blumen blühen im Sommerwind. Wann wird man je verstehen? Wann wird man je verstehen? Sag mir, wo die Blumen sind, wo sind sie geblieben? Sag mir, wo die Blumen sind, was ist geschehen? Sag mir, wo die Blumen sind, 
Mädchen pflückten sie geschwind. Wann wird man je bestehen? Wann wird man je verstehen? Finally, from a live Carnegie Hall performance in June of 1973, I bring you the extraordinary, indefinable, multi-talented Josephine Baker. This, I believe, is her final performance in the United States before her death, a live Carnegie Hall concert. I would never normally include Josephine Baker in a Voiceless Wonders episode, but here she was struggling with laryngitis and apparently could barely speak but was so compelled to deliver specifically this song, Bob Dylan's The Times They Are A-Changin', that she manages to overcome the vocal limitations that she was experiencing on that occasion. Come, gather around, people, wherever you roam. And admit that the water around you have grown and accept it soon. You'll be drenched to the bone if your time to you is worth saving. Then you'd better start So women, I used to think like a stone For the times, they are a change Come, congressmen Your command, your own. 
joining me today. Next week, I will bring you a long-promised episode about the great American Paul Robeson, focusing on his musical accomplishments, but celebrating every aspect of the figure that he was. To see you off, I bring you a performance by my favorite composer, Franz Schubert, of Goethe's text, The Wanderer's Nachtlied, über allen Gipfeln ist Ruhe, warte nur, balde, schlummerst du auch. It's performed here by a singer that my frequent listeners will recognize as one of my favorites. That's the German tenor Karl Erb in this 1936 recording accompanied by Bruno Seidler-Winkler. Dear friends and listeners, keep the song in your hearts. I'm Daniel Gundlach. Un beau jour, ou peut-être une nuit, près d'un lac, je m'étais endormi, quand soudain, semblant crever le ciel, venant à nulle part surgit un aigle noir un beau jour 
Happy birthday, Davy. 